Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. We're glad that you're with us today, and uh, I want to look at God's Word about what are we doing with our time? We don't we don't stop and think about it. Compare, think about it. We'll open in prayer in a second. Compare about what we do with our time and we look at it on how we budget our time compared to how we budget our finances. It's totally different. Let's pray. Father, we, Lord, come to you today knowing the things that we know within our own church family that we have hope. And Father, help us to be aware not only of the times that we live in, but our own personal time, Lord, and, and know how quickly it goes by and how that you will help us in any area of our life that we need guidance in. So, Lord, as you did through the worship today, Lord, continue to speak to our hearts through the presence of your Holy Spirit that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to look in the book of James, James chapter 4. The Bible talks a lot about time. And I want you to look at James chapter 4. And we're going to look at verse 13 through verse 15. That's amazing. We, we hear this all the time, right? We're going to be late, Right? You know, there, there's so much time that we all have, and if we're not careful, we, we don't manage it well at all. We really don't if you think about it. If you, really, if you compare that to your finances, it, it, there's no comparison. And God gives us a way, you know, whether you're 20, whether you're 15, or whether you're 70, a way that we should deal with time in this way, as a believer, it's different as an unbeliever, but as a believer, how do we use our time? Well, look at James chapter 4 and verse 13. Come now and you who say today, this is what people say, today or tomorrow we will go to such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is our life, your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away in verse 15. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. You know, that verse in the Bible, verse 15, if you've grown up in, in, in church or church lingo or whatever, it, that's where you hear or you hear somebody says, well, Lord willing, I'm going to do that. Uh, so many people, uh, you know, I, I never forget a, a guy who was a young Christian in Florida. I led to the Lord and he, you know, he was trying to get all this different lingo down. He goes, Hey, what is it with pastors when they say, well, well how many are you running? How many are you running? You know, it was always a big thing in churches with other pastors, like how many people they, are you running or how many are you, do you have in attendance? 
And he was always asking me questions about it, you know, and it, it just made me realize as a church believer uh, to be sensitive to unbelievers or people who, who really are new believers. Think about that. So that's where when you say something to somebody, whether you say goodbye to them or something's happening in your life and you say, hey, Lord willing, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get together later. That, that's right where we get that from. That's where we get that from in the Bible. And the Lord is telling us that we cannot really grasp time. I, I believe if, if we are, are, are not a believer, why is that? Well, it's hard enough because the Bible says that most importantly as we read there that, that we in our own prideful way think that we control it. Well, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, after I retire, I'm going to do this or that. All these different things. Well, when I graduate from high school, this is what I'm going to do. All these different things. The Lord's saying, oh, hold on for a minute. Hold on. He, he actually says here, your life is a vapor. I, I don't know, you know, it, it, I don't know if I need to start writing these things down or not, but I can't remember what I said a few weeks ago when I was speaking about something. So just excuse me if I use this again for what I said a few weeks ago. So, okay. So anyways, it talks about getting older here, but Stefan, when he was traveling, I would try to say, hey, it'd be great. You know, I've gotten away for a while. And again, this is going back several weeks. And I said, do you think that we can meet up down in Houston at this one gym I'd always wanted to work out at? And, and he works out a lot. He said, oh, that'd be great, Dad. I'm, so we ended up meeting at this gym. And it's, it's a pretty amazing gym. It's the second largest, I think, second largest gym in the United States. So anyways, you know, we had three days, so every day we worked out, you know, and, uh, and it dawned on me the last day that we were leaving the gym. Now, we were there three days. There's a lot of people that were in there, and, and as we left the third day and we were back at the hotel, I realized I was the oldest person in the gym. <laughs> not one day, not two days, all three days, I was the oldest person. Your life is a vapor. I don't know how I got to be the oldest person, but I did. What about you? What about me? What about all of us? We cannot grasp time. You know, what are we doing with our time? It's so important. We just kind of, not to get down on any of us or me, just we kind of get up and we've got our day and we maybe schedule it out and do all these things. Maybe you have to do at work. All these but where, where is the Lord popped into that? Where's the Lord? This microphone. <laughs> so, okay, are we back? <laughs> we prayed a lot before the service day because there was problems with the mic. So hopefully we'll be all right. Anyways, maybe it's this hot pocket I got in my pocket. It's hurting the mic. So I'll put it in the other pocket. Anyways, I don't even know where I was at now. Jeez. Uh, all right. So... We don't realize how, how time and where the Lord is, we should say, if the Lord wills, we will do this or that. That's what the Lord, first thing today, that's what the Lord wants you to do. If you want to really grasp a hold of your time, whether you're in high school or whether you're older in life, if you really want to grasp it, because it's, your life is a vapor, man, it flies by. We cannot grasp it. 
But if we actually have that verbiage in our life and we say, you know, I'll see Lord, Lord willing, that automatically, you know, we're speaking to, we're talking to ourselves. The Holy Spirit speaks to us when we say that. What are we doing with our time? It's so important because, and this life, eternity is forever. Do you know when your life is over and when my life is over, for all of us, time stops. Think about that. When your life is over and my life is over, time stops. So I'm here to tell you today, I can't get a grasp on it. So, so how, how do we do that? How do we actually get a grasp on how that we can actually have the Lord a part of our daily decisions every day and we can actually have, we won't be as frustrated at the end of the day knowing that we didn't get done what we wanted to get done. You know, the Lord will do it. Do you ever have one of those days you've got several things lined up and then all of a sudden somebody cancels on something and you're like, you just like a deep breath, you know, like, oh man, I, I got, you know, just like, you know, what happened last night, right? We, we got an extra hour. What do you do with that? I said, what are you going to do with that? You got an extra hour. That's the same way when things cancel. How do we get a handle on this thing called time in our life? Because, man, our life is a vapor. You can't believe the age that you're at, and it's going by so fast. How do we get a handle? Well, the Lord gives us an insight in the Old Testament in the book of Psalm chapter 90 and verse 12. Psalm chapter 90 and verse 12. There's one key word in here. I want you to, I'm going to read the whole verse. So these, the psalmist is asking the Lord this, and this is what he says. So teach us, meaning to God, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. We read it again. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach. You know, I talk about a lot about our teachers. We need to pray for them and all the things that they face in this time. But teach. What's so important about that? What's so important about that is it, it, it's this that goes along. It goes along with teaching. I don't want to miss it. I don't want you to miss this in order to get that wisdom. Pay attention. We all heard that, right? You know, you know. I've been doing this, I don't know, four decades or whatever, how long I've been doing this, and, and <laughs> nothing gets me more. I'm a, uh, the church I used to pastor, a couple of different churches. Or it's even happened here at City Church where I'm, I'm teaching and I'm going along and I'm teaching and I'll, I'll see somebody go, you know, about three-fourths away through my message. You know, I thought, wow, I'm really getting my point in Christ. Yeah, one church I was preaching at and, and they were like 20 rows back and it, it was so loud. It was embarrassing. Like, just hear like, you know, I'm like, oh, man, is this, am I that boring? Is it that bad? What does a teacher say all the time to students? Pay attention. 
Lord, teach us. So if you want wisdom, if I want wisdom today, you know why? Because the Lord says in the book of James, he will give you as much wisdom as you want. All you have to do is ask for it. James 1.5, you ask the Lord for wisdom, he'll give you as much as you want. And we miss it because, so teach us to number our day. Pay attention so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. All of you are facing something. All of you. And you need insight. You need discernment. You need wisdom on how to deal. You know, we go through things that in this life are some things other people can't help you with. They just can't. The Lord has to give you wisdom with that. And if we are willing, pay attention, if we are willing to give God our time, that's what we say. How much can you eat in five minutes? You can eat a lot in five minutes. How much can you, in this word, in five minutes, and you sit there and you pay attention to who? The Holy Spirit that's been given to you and to me will amazingly guide you for your day ahead. He will give you a heart of wisdom. So teach us to number our days. God will put your day together. God will put your week together. God will put your year together through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the Lord Jesus Christ. He will teach you in such a way that you live, as we talk about here at City Church, as you live with the rhythm of grace. Because you don't, when you get news about something, and your phone, or you get a text message, and you get news about something, you're not going to get rattled because you know that the Lord's got that. He's, he's, he's got that handle. Well, let's look at a couple more verses today. I want you to look up at First Thessalonians because of, it's so important of how we ask the Lord to give us that wisdom so I want you to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, or you can look on the screen in verses 1 through 6. Remember now, as we've talked about here at our fellowship, that 2 Thessalonians was written after the first one because they were so rattled because they had begun to believe what other people were saying, that the Lord had already come back. So he has to actually write another book of the Bible to them, that author, the apostle. What God wants us to get today, today, is to get it. Understand it right now. He's teaching us something today, and what he's teaching us, it, is be, it, it begins in the very first few words, chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians. But concerning the times... And the seasons, brother, and you have no need that I should write to you. Do we have to be reminded where we are today in our world? God's saying we shouldn't. What do we say all the time that Jesus said, 
when he's getting ready to leave this world, then the disciples ask him, Lord, please tell us when you're coming back. And Jesus told him all these things. There's, there's wars and earthquakes and, and even rumors of wars. There's all kinds of pestilence are going to happen. But the most important thing I want to tell you and the first thing I want to tell you is don't be deceived. Who was he writing to? He was writing to believers. I'm here to share with you today, do not be deceived. He tells us that in Matthew chapter 24 to his disciples, don't be deceived. Do you know why? I heard other people say, ah, you know, there's always been wars, there's always been earthquakes, there's always been pestilence and rumors. Of war. You know, what the, and, and I said it before, that's true. That's absolutely right. But there's never been a time, whether there's misinformation that you hear on the news or all the different media sources or what you hear, that you better have discernment. Because many things that are being told to you through all the different waves of, of media today, it's not true. It's misinformation. Don't be deceived. And then actually when it comes to what we're talking about, your time and my time, you know what he tells all of us? Man, you got, a lot, you got plenty of time. You got time. Do what you want to do. Ah, you can wait and do that later, you know. You know, Ernie was telling me how many people we've, he's run into. <laughs> that, you know, hopefully soon it's exciting that we're going to be in this amazing new building that, that the Lord's blessed us with. And, you know, people say, hey, hey, Pastor, how you doing? It's great. Hey, hey, when you get in that new building, we'll be there. Hey, we'll be there. All right. It's great. You know, been telling that for weeks, months. What does that have to do with their daily life of living? What the Lord wants us to see today, which I'm so thankful that you're here today. I really am because you know why? The Lord is recalibrating you right now through the power of the Holy Spirit for you to know that when you walk out this place, hopefully, just hopefully, that you're going to make some decisions better than what you would have made them because you let the Holy Spirit speak to you today about your time. Be concerning. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, <clears throat> you have no need that I should write to you. We should know that, hey, at any moment, the Lord could come back. At any moment. Now, we know that. Well, what does the Lord continue to say there? For you yourselves know <clears throat> perfectly, we know as believers, that the day of the Lord... The day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. Well, if you're a believer, think about this. He's, he's never going to come as a thief in the night because you're ready. Hopefully, you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, <clears throat> and, and you're trying to. You're not perfect, but you're trying to live for You're ready. He's not going to come as you as a thief. Who's he coming to as a thief? He's coming to those <clears throat> that he's so deceived in this world, all the unbelievers they got plenty of time. You know, most people want to serve the Lord, and they say, you know, I'm going to do that. And they, they don't know. See, we can say that 
And we can say that what I just opened up. We got plenty of time. You know, Ben, I don't know if I have plenty of time with this mic. <laughs> You're gonna get me over the hand. I don't want to, I got too many important things to finish with, so I don't want the devil to get it in this. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's in that one. <laughs> All right, thanks, Ben. But I want us to know that the Holy Spirit dwells within you. Know this. Even though you might not be paying attention like you should, you're going up in that rapture. We're going. But what the Lord wants us to know, he comes as a thief. Millions of unbelievers. You know, God's word tells us in Corinthians, when Jesus comes back, He's coming in a twinkling of an eye. Now, those that have studied that, I don't know who actually they are, but they've actually studied what a twinkling out of an eye is. You know how quick that is? It's a 30th of a second. Now, why would the Lord do Why couldn't he just come in a second or maybe five seconds? Why is he coming in, in a 30th of a second? I'll tell you why. Because if the devil could do anything that he could to stop the Lord from bringing all those believers into heaven, he would. That's why. I'm here to tell you about your time and mine. This book is real. It is true. And if we pay attention, Lord, give me wisdom for my relationships, for my marriage, for my jobs, for me personally, for me make decisions because, you know, I am running. I, me, my age, I am running out of time. Maybe some of you are too. It's just flying by. Lord, give me a discernment for what is happening in my life because it's, it's flying by. We'll close and just listen to what he continues to say down through verses 3, down through verse 6. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. It's us. You are all sons of light, sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. You know what that, why the Lord's saying, and be sober? He gives you an analogy, a picture. He's saying the world is drunk on the world. The world is drunk on the world. They can't make a right decision. Whether you've been drunk or you've been around other people have been drunk, they'll never make the right decision. Ever. The Lord is saying here, we need to live soberly. You can't do it. I'll say it again on your own. You have to ask the Lord for wisdom and ask the Lord for discernment forever. How many days that you and I have left? Because this time is so precious. It's so valuable what we have. Let's look at one more verse and we'll close. It's, it's a great verse that I want to encourage you when you have family that doesn't know Jesus is their Savior or you have friends 
And this time of year, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas coming up, you'll, you'll, you'll be around them. This is a great verse, and we're going to look at this for just a moment. It's in the Old Testament, the book of Ecclesiastes, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and verse 11. He, meaning God, has made everything beautiful in, his, in its time. Also, he has put... Here's such a key verse for you, and we'll talk about it. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts. Whose hearts? Everybody's. Except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to the end. He is in control of time. But God has put eternity in the hearts of everyone. That, that's why you're here today as a believer. You know that there's more to life than just this life. Whether it's another house, another car, another this, or travel there, or do that. There's more to life than this life. You know, it was really sad. I, I was... Um, We'll close a minute. I'm talking about this, but I was watching the news, and there was a, a, a couple that was uh, uh, two executives for Nike, and they lived in, I think, a multi-million-dollar penthouse, and and uh, travel a lot, and uh, again, very sad. And they they uh, they used to ride, like to ride bikes a lot together, and again, husband and wife for years, executives at Nike, and they were traveling on this, they were riding bikes on this road, and they were up towards, in that part of where Nike is, I think, up in Oregon or whatever they might have been in, and there was a lumber, one of those big lumber trucks where they cut all those huge trees up in that northwestern part of the country, and the trucks moved, or, or the truck shifted and, and the logs didn't come completely up, but moved enough, it hit both of them and they died instantly. Now they had no uh, great jobs, amazing, had life. Man, everything was going. I, I'm not here to say this or that or anything about them. I'm here just to say, and everything was going so well in their life. And it was just gone. You and I don't have control. We don't. What God is saying, though, the reason why he can get through to us or to your friends and family that are unbelievers, because everyone, this gives you the confidence to people that you're around that are unbelievers, that God has placed eternity in the hearts of everybody who's been born. Isn't that amazing? He's put eternity. In other words, we know that there's something more than just this life. There's something more. You know, and what that says is that at least to me, and I hope to all of us, that man, we want to we want to talk to people about who we have in this time of uncertainty in the world, and we don't know what's going to happen, and people are so 
they say that we've never had a time going all the way back to World War II. I mean, we've had other wars, but we've never had a time where people have not been more insecure or afraid or not having peace than right now. How can you and I be a witness to them? As soon as I say that, we get uncomfortable, right? Because we feel like we've got to go out tonight and we've got to knock on 30 doors, you know, to tell people that they're dying going to hell, right? It's not what I'm saying, okay? What I'm saying, it's so easy. I always say, and I'm around, I've been around all kinds of pastors and preachers, go out to eat, don't get me wrong when I say this, and the pastor will say <clears throat> to the waitress, you know, hey, how can I pray for you, which is great. And, I say, and I'm saying it myself because I want to make sure who's ever paying that we leave a good, a great tip. Because that prayer is not going to be effective when they see your name on that card or saw you pray at that meal and you don't leave anything as a tip. I'm just telling you, if you really want to be a witness to the world today, this world that we live in, most of you go out to eat. Most of us have so many opportunities around us. And if we want to pray for people, so waitress, we want to pray over our meals, we better, because you know what, today, more never, you know, a lot of people don't have cash. They, get, they know who you are. They get your name on your card. That always kind of freaks me out a little bit because of my name and my dad and my grandfather. You know, did I, did I do anything at the meal tonight? Did I say Because they have my name, okay? They got your name, right? They know who you are. And it'll be so worth it, whether it's 10%. I, I, you know me this, I've said before, I always leave 20%. I always do. I always leave 20% when I, or half time when I get something to go, I, I, you know, I, I do the same thing. Why do I do that? I don't do it just to do it. I do it because I want to be a witness because that person maybe who's never heard or I already started to have a connection with them, knows that I pray over my meals, know that there's something different about me, hopefully knowing, just knowing that by me just doing something, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that's in you. That's why we're still here. We got guys we went all through, or you went all through school with, or ladies, girls you went all through school with, you still get together every now and then. What are we doing to reach them for eternity? We don't have to be... We don't have to do it in a way that you think that you do. Hey, I know you're going through something. We haven't gotten together for a while, but you call them up on the phone. You live in different cities. Hey, I'm praying for you. What can I do for you? And you continue to do that. I'm here to share that with you, and I close with this. If she doesn't mind me saying this. Patty and Donna and Jimmy, who works on our soundboard. Patty Turner, who does and is our financial secretary. And Donna, who is here. And Linda. Are getting ready for church last Sunday. Linda's not here today. She's in heaven. She's getting ready for church, and I thought, as I'll share in the, when I speak at the memorial service this afternoon, I, I, I thought to myself, 
She was getting ready to worship the Lord on earth last Sunday, and she woke up worshiping the Lord in heaven. Man. And she's only in her 50s. It was it. She's getting ready to come to church. What are we doing with our time? I, I don't have any guarantee. None of us do. I'm here. All, I say to myself and all of you all the time, you know why I'm here? I'm here just to remind you. I'm here and hopefully that I try and do it the best my, that I can. God tells me, me in the book of James, I'll be held to a higher standard as a teacher when I stand before the Lord someday. So I want to make sure that I'm telling you to get ready. To get ready because Jesus is coming back soon. I'm here to tell you, if he doesn't come back soon, our life is a vapor, and you're getting ready, and I'm getting ready to see him real soon. And whatever you do with your time, make it count for eternity. Let's pray. You know, as we always do, we got a lot of people who watch, um, listen over the all the different apps, the internet, all the different things we have. So, so let me talk to them first, just for a minute. If you're watching today, if you're listening, and the Lord for some reason had you tune in because of something that's going on in your life, I want you to know. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever, whoever believes shall not perish but have eternal life. So God says if you are just willing to believe who his son is, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you want to know Jesus is your Savior, if you and you know without a doubt God has placed eternity in your heart, which He has, and He's speaking to you. You got to go one step further than believing. As the Bible says in the book of James, even the demons believed. You've got to believe. You got to do one more thing. You've got to trust. Jesus by faith so I ask you by faith would you would you pray with me and find heaven as your home just say these words to God that's in heaven Jesus I believe you died on the cross for me I believe you came into this world and you lived a perfect life and you shed your blood, your innocent blood on that cross 2,000 years ago. So right now, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for me. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. 
this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power in Jesus' name. Father, we ask you today, as we always do, maybe a friend brought a friend today, don't know. But Lord, if there's someone here today, may they come forward and walk forward. I can open up your word and they can pray that same prayer and ask you into their heart and find heaven as their home. As Ben leads us today in this invitation time, in Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his Son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.